Hello, everybody. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant. My name is Russ Frustick. Welcome to the Resties, where the rest of the best discuss the best of the rest. This week, we are talking about two video games, two for the price of one. Up first, Somerville, the spiritual sequel to Limbo and Inside. Mm. Up second, Dave the Diver which I can only describe as the greatest Game Boy Advance game never released on the Game Boy Advance. What a time to be alive. So many great video games. I'll tell you. Can I tell you one other thing? Yes, please. Last night, I got my first tattoo. Wow. I For the audience, Freshdick has not even seen it. I, I didn't even know it was happening. I know. I don't I feel keep so out secrets. of the loop. It's, I, don't worry, nobody knew. Nobody. The only people who knew. I hope your wife knew. <laughs> well, she, Steffi knew. Yeah. And uh, Polygon's anime slack room knew because it is an anime tattoo. Oh my God. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I am yeah. surprised it's not a near tattoo, I'll be honest. Wow, that's a good point. I yeah, like. I thought the what's the face the weird uh, face in a meal? Yeah, I think it's time for me to get my second tattoo. Emil I made it seems all of one that day. Would spring to mind immediately. I it, it here's the thing. the The guy was like, "Hey, just so you know, it's gonna hurt." And I was like, "I'm not actually too worried about it. Needles don't really bother me. Uh, you know, I've had a lot where'd of you get surgeries it? as a kid. Where is it? it? Like on the inside of my forearm." kind of near oh that seems like a sensitive spot and yeah and he was like no the issue isn't the needle it's that your arm is going to fall asleep and that is going to hurt the most oh i was like what really and he's like just wait and sure enough two hours in oh my it felt miserable yeah it felt like it like my it felt like my elbow was like going the opposite direction like in that movie the arrival where their knees go inwards yeah sure Everybody heptapods. knows the arrival. <laughs> Charlie Sheen. Oh wait. Um, oh, I thought you were talking about the heptapods. What movie is that? That's Arrival. Yeah, that's also. I think. Yeah, it's the same thing. There's only so many names. You I know what you're talking Alien about. Movie. The Charlie Sheen movie. Anyway, um, do you want to say what it's of? Yeah, it, it, it's of. It's from the movie The Wind Rises. Oh, you love that. Movie. That's your favorite yeah. uh, Miyazaki movie. I know. It's a delight. I, I I probably will never post it anywhere publicly. But if you ever yeah. see me in person. I'll show it to you. I'm That's very excited. I'm guessing there's a plane. Uh, wait, wait, I, I'm not saying anything. Okay, it's a, that, well, the, that... the, some secrets are just for me, baby. Yeah. Despite me putting it on my skin where everybody can see it. I guess anyway. I would probably, if I did one, I'd probably, well, I mean, I'm in a Miyazaki headspace now, but Totoro would spring to mind. Sure. Yeah, probably Totoro. I feel like you should you should get the food from a Miyazaki movie, like the the sizzling eggs. In, like the uh, talking eggs? Yeah, that feels like very you. And you can get it like right on your like, I don't know, your neck or your forehead. Or I or could something. get like Gudetama. Ooh, now oh. we're cooking with fire. Yeah. Speaking of cooking with fire, let's talk about Fire in the Sky, which is an alien reference to a, vi- a video, alien Kiefer video Sutherland, mid-90s alien movie. Oh, here we go. Okay. So, we're going to talk about Somerville, but I'm going to set some parameters for us. Number one, no spoilies. And also, I haven't played it. That's like, why. I, I like, care about you. I was a tiny bit resentful when you said we were going to talk about this game, because a couple weeks ago when I knew you were playing it, I was like, <laughs> hey, you should see if you can get me a code. And you're like, yeah, I'll try. 
didn't happen. So I haven't played it at all. And honestly, I adore both Limbo and Inside. They're some of my favorite games ever. And I guess, right, there was a Limbo too, wasn't there? Well, there's only one Limbo. Oh, I guess it's just Limbo and Inside. Yeah. And um, I love those games. And the second I heard that Somerville was similar and from at least one member of those team that, t- that team, I was like super jazzed of it to the point where I kind of didn't want to know anything. So I guess we're going to be very light on spoilers because otherwise it can make me angry. Yeah, we're going to talk about like stuff that you would see in the trailer okay. and also just kind of how the game works. Okay. I would um, never but- watch the trailer for this game for what it's worth, but... I will Here's, stomach the idea that we, that we need to entertain the audience with content. So, so I will, it, it, through my teeth, play through this segment. Here's the great thing. War of the Worlds done in the style of Limbo. Wow. That's the game. That's, that is the game. So it's like, funny because Inside kind of has that vibe too. It does. So the, the premise of the game is yeah. you are, there's a... Uh, man his wife and his little little baby okay and in the middle of the night an alien evasion attacks the planet and it yeah. is like bad like it, it is war of the world's steven spielberg movie type yeah of things invasion. did not go great it yeah, wasn't it, like the cutesy radio play yeah 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 it, it, it's like it's playing with like similar to spielberg like very like post 9-11 type of vibes. yeah sure but Grim. The art style is Kentucky Route Zero. Oh. I know, right? I'm just going to say a lot of tasty flavors. So it's like polygonal, you're saying, like low low poly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your job is effectively to, hey, you've been separated from your wife and child. You need to go find them. And you're just a normal person. But, and here's the twist, you early on come in contact with like an alien soldier person thing and when you uh touch them they give you a power that sticks to your arm and whenever you uh walk up to a light bulb you can touch that light with your arm and it will kind of change the power of light so you could pulse blue light through the light bulb and that will make uh any kind of like alien architecture dissolve into goo oh that and you can pulse red light through it, and that makes it, like, harden and firm up, like volcanic rock. Cool. Yeah. So then the puzzles are you kind of melting and, fir- like, firming up the materials throughout this world. Is the is the melting, is it, like, fluid dynamics, or is it just, like, basically like a light switch on and off? It's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Like, it, it it's not like you're doing a lot of, like, fluid dynamic puzzles. Yeah. But it's making it look like you are. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, no, like, I like know. it's yeah, kind sure. of predetermined. Yeah, but it looks it looks dynamic. I mean, that is same same with Limbo, where like it's physics based, right? But effectively, there's really one generally one answer to the right. how to solve this thing. And you get the sense that as long as you do it vaguely right, it's going to automatically play out. To yeah, make sure that you like aren't getting confused. Right. Is the is it uh, still side scrolling? It is. So. So here's the here's kind of the trickiness with it. I, I like this game a lot. The two big changes it makes from uh, its predecessors is one, the story is just far more on the nose. It's not to say it's like mega clear, but Limbo and Inside are you know kind of like fractured fairy tales, a little bit like nightmarish, right? Yeah. Um, you're not 
quite sure what any of it means until you. I Is guess, there talking in this? There's not. Okay, because I was going to say, like, that's one thing Limbo and Inside have basically literally no talking, and you just surmise based on the environment what's going on. No, same same here. But okay. again, because it's War of the Worlds, and it's clear that, like, go find your family. Yeah. Just off the bat, you know what the story is. Sure. The other change is, it is, it's like 2.5D platforming. So you can, in a lot of areas, go, like, forward and backward, oh, okay. not just left to right. Sure. And on one hand, that's quite cool there are times where you're like you are able to kind of go into the background and yeah. discover kind of like side areas at the other side you can get like kind of stuck on like dumb objects yeah <laughs> like there are a number of times where i i knew what to do but i would get stuck on like a little rock sticking out the wrong place yeah and for a game that has like it's so much of it is about just flow and being in the moment Knowing how to do a puzzle, but not knowing exactly how you need to line up with the the geometry is, like, kind of irritating. Yeah, it can be annoying to know exactly where you are, like, if you're in line with that box or not, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the game knows this, because I, I, I feel comfortable talking about the puzzles early on, because it does the puzzles for a little bit, but once it really gets you into the kind of the story and the momentum of the game, it's really just like a ride. Yeah, like experiential. Point. Yeah, like it, it's much, there are kind of puzzles in the back half of the game, but it's much more about a vibe and the kind of interesting things it wants to do to um, go much further than or the world stories might go, typically. Yeah, um, so one of the things I remember from Limbo Inside and more recently, the Little Nightmares games you die like a lot like there's a lot yeah. of death and trial and error and stuff like that is that still the case here it, you can die i would say there are maybe three moments in the game where i did die yeah one where it became like frustrating because i knew what i needed to do it sure yeah was doing a stupid thing over and over again but again, for this type of game, not bad. Like, a, yeah. you know, hit to miss I mean, ratio. usually, like, trial and error, like, deaths are part of the game design of these games. Yeah, and I think that's a mistake. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I wish that that wasn't the case. And I, again, I think that this game knows that. There's kind of an elliptical nature to the game where it's less about... You know, in a lot of puzzle games, they teach you how to do the puzzle, and then it's easier for you to do variations of the puzzle later sure. on. Yeah. This game, it's almost like they teach you how to navigate the world. And then they want you to re. I can't. It's hard to talk about without spoiling it. But they want you to rethink space in a way, mm. so that when you do get into that back half, you're kind of just naturally flowing through it. Okay. And like that's. I mean, again, I don't want to spoil a lot. I wanted to keep this this section somewhat brief. But what I love about this game is it's very short. Like very short. Like I don't, I don't know. Maybe four or five hours. Yeah. Uh, basically, in line with Limbo the other and, stuff, right? And inside, yeah. And after playing it the first time, I immediately, and I, I never do this, restarted it huh. and played it through more like a movie where it's like, hey, I know how to do everything in here. I, I know how to get around. I know where kind of all the little hiccups are and the geometry. I know what the puzzles are. And it was awesome. It was so much better. The first time was good. It was like a very good whatever, you know, it was fun walking around. But if you have the the opportunity to play this on the biggest screen possible 
even though it's not the world's fanciest graphics. I played it the first time through on Steam Deck, second time through on the TV. Yeah. I really recommend that because your character, a thing that they do that's so cool and so like plays into the strengths of the War of the Worlds vibe is small. Like very, very, oh, very, that. very small on the screen. Yeah. And the way that it plays with space, again, if you just know how to navigate it and you're not thinking about it and you're just kind of like watching it, it it rules. Yeah, and, I really, yeah. I'm always drawn to games that do like really tiny protagonists, like uh, Far, Lone Sails did that. Yeah, and, that Tomb Raider game, um, the multiplayer Tomb Raider game. Oh, the isometric one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that game was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, this is kind of like a tease. I'm sure we will talk about it once everybody's had a chance to play it. It comes out, I think, like today. Yeah, Tuesday, people are listening yeah. to this. yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's on Game Pass. Correct, it is which, on Game Pass. I mean, talk about like the perfect type of Game Pass game. I mean, it is a play it in the weekend, enjoy it. It, it feels like watching a movie. Yeah. Um, and probably honestly a good game to like play with somebody else on the couch because the few times that there is a hiccup with a puzzle, having somebody else there to encourage you or at the very least, you know, <laughs> talk to while you bash your head against it. Yeah, I think is a good idea. Yeah, I played inside with my wife. We would trade off, and it was like a really fun experience. Um, I think, yeah, I will. I will say not only will we talk about the cider, we'll do a spoiler talk at Ooh. some point because I, I do really want to talk about where the game goes. But again, we'll save that for the, yeah. the back half. Do you have any any other? Oh, uh, you know, here's here's one thing I should add. This game's going to get a ton of comparisons to Inside and Limbo, and that's like warranted on the style and the play alone. Yeah. But the weird thing is the actual like pedigree connection is the studio's co-founder who was the executive producer on those games. Right. So the the director of this game and the writer of this game is not somebody who worked on Limbo or Inside. Which I think is really interesting. I kind of assumed oh they brought in like the the story person, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, or the the visual person, and and that's not really the case. I guess it depends. You know, different studios, the executive producer might be different functions. more involved or less involved. So you look at like Miyazaki at From Software. He is the president of From Software, but also like the executive game director and touches every single aspect of the game. So I wouldn't necessarily say just because it was a senior person they wouldn't necessarily have some impact, but I'm sure, obviously, the game director had a lot of say and impact as well. Um, but it kind of just varies from studio to studio how much. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that's right. And especially uh, with a studio this size, I can't imagine it's humongous. Um, I imagine a lot of people are wearing multiple hats. Yeah. Anyway, it's great. It's been in development since 2017. Wow. These games... Yeah, I think each of these games was six years. I think it was six years between Limbo and Inside and six years between Inside and Somerville, which Crazy. is Crazy. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that. It Does Play like... Dead is Play Dead still around, the the Limbo Inside developer? I or have they like been scattered to the so. winds? I am looking at their Wikipedia right now and it says yes. It says they have fifty employees. Wow. Um uh Play Dead and Epic Games announced in March twenty twenty that Epic Games will publish a title. So that's exciting. Yeah, great. That I mean, hey, this means we get two sets of these studios making stuff. Yeah, I'm in it for it. Um, cool. Now we can talk about the meat. Well, how about we take? Let's take a, a quick break, and yeah. then we can talk about Dave the Diver. Oh boy. 
Okay. Dave the Diver. You threw this on my plate. You said, here's a, a, a little snack for you. Just let me know what you think. And I thought, oh, okay. You must really like this game. If, if you like it, I'll, I trust you. I'll put some time into it. And then I proceeded to put all of the time into it. <laughs> and then I reach back to you. I'm like, man, that, that wasn't a snack. That was a delicious meal. And you're like, yeah, I haven't had a bite. <laughs> well, this was this was like a week ago. It was ago. a while ago. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I hadn't had a chance to play it yet. I honestly like, I don't even know how I stopped. I think I was just clicking around on Steam and I saw this game that had like 98% reviews with like 1500 like steam reviewers which is like absurdly good not only that it's in early access which is very rare to see a game that's that praised in early access and then i read the synopsis which is it is a diving (laughs) roguelike mixed with a sushi restaurant simulator and i was like okay this seems pretty dope and then i saw the screenshots and like it all looks like very enticing and up my alley. And uh, yeah, so that's how we came upon it. I, I don't think that synopsis is right. Like at all. You don't think yeah. so? No, because one, I don't think it's a, a roguelike. It, I mean, it, I, I don't think, uh, here, here's how I think this early access is for this game, at least okay. in my experience. Sure. I think what they did is they effectively just made a full single player game, a very traditional single player game in which like events happen as predicted you know, the, the game has, like, a very careful rhythm and pacing to That's it. That's true, yeah. It's introducing specific stuff to you every time you go to a new level, right? And then I get the sense that, oh, I bet when this gets out of early access, there's probably a roguelike version that comes after it. I, I mean, I would say the, the rogue aspects of it are, at least my understanding, I haven't really seen this in the game, but... Early on, they're like each time you dive. I, I well, let me let me take a step back and sort of explain what this what game the, is. <laughs> the loop is sure. So you are surprisingly Dave the diver. You're a diver, Twist. and your job is basically during the day you go diving into the the blue hole, which is like a big diving spot. Beautiful, beautiful, yeah, water. Uh, what you would expect from like a really nice scuba diving spot. And you go down there, and unlike normal scuba divers who are not encouraged to do this, you basically pick the reef clean of all the tasty little morsels, fish, sharks, octopi, you name it, anything that looks good. You grab that stuff up. You can also find, like, crafting materials and new blueprints and stuff like that. And uh, the idea is you basically bring that stuff back to the surface. Okay, can I can I say the second half of the game? Sure. So so yeah, so you do all of those things, right? And that's the closest thing to kind of the roguelike that you're talking about. It's like they big... they kind of indicate that the blue hole the of the place where you're scuba diving changes every single time you dive. I haven't really I seen haven't, that, but yeah. I also maybe haven't gotten far enough. I've gotten pretty far, and I haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, maybe it, it is might be an early access. They're going to add yeah. it later or something. Um, so, so yeah, so that is the first half of any given day. And you can usually dive like twice a day, I believe. I think three, three times somewhere. Yes. Well, then you get to the later part of the day and the sushi restaurant in town opens and then you go and you help serve sushi. Yeah. It's basically, you remember that game, uh, Tapper or Root Beer Tapper? Yes. It's that, like... I mean, it's slightly different, but it is... Pretty close. Very close. There are people who come to your sushi bar, and they order different things that you put on the menu. 
and then you like sprint back and forth delivering them those food items and then the, the game just keeps piling stuff on. Yeah, features. So, yeah, so like you can pour people's uh, green tea and that cuts to kind of like a WarioWare green tea game. You always have to keep um, the wasabi fresh. So you, there's like a kind of grating wasabi um, mini game. When you have the uh, various fish that you want to sell, you set your menu for the night. Yeah. So you're guessing how many people are going to come, what quality of fish you want to make. Because if you, you know, put stuff on the menu and it doesn't sell, then you have to effectively throw it away. Um, you can hire and, like, recruit effectively new staff members to help yeah. you actually serve people. You get a, like, cell phone that gets apps, like, uh, kind of like an Instagram for food, where um, you increase your ratings. And it's like a you- Yelp. Like, yeah, yeah, Yelp. And then you, you, the official like Yelp people come and will give you a new level of restaurant tier, which then unlocks things like decorations for your restaurant. I mean, it is wild yeah. how how deep all of this stuff gets. And what is best about it is it introduces all of this so incrementally um, that yeah, it's, it's it very never smart. felt overwhelming, which I, is astonishing when i say it all out loud because it's so much shit yeah it's basically every day like you basically will be approached by a new npc and they'll be like hey i'm like you meet a gunsmith very early on yeah. and the gunsmith will be like hey i'll make guns for you if you find the parts down in the blue hole and uh the game has uh the art style is traditional like Chris Plant early on described it as like gba which i'd agree with like it feels very gba and there are these like ridiculous cutscenes where this like basically like a otaku guy who's your gunsmith <laughs> like with a uh, like a, a RSI like wrist uh, brace for his uh, carpal tunnel is like building you stuff while he's at the computer and there's like super hammed up like anime style cutscenes showing him like building you stuff. Uh, yeah, stylistically it's very cool and it all just sort of like eases you into what is as you said, an astonishing amount of stuff, especially for an early access game. And it and it all just like feeds itself. So the restaurant stuff feeds it back into the scuba diving stuff and vice versa. Yeah, you're getting more money from the restaurant, which allows you to give upgrades to your like scuba gear so you yeah. can go deeper. And then like you get into stuff like, is there an underwater civilization? Or are there, there are protesters who don't want you, you know, like, having a negative impact on the coral reef yeah um there's there's like so much story that is good (laughs) like like the story is like just charming enough you know not to wear out its welcome and that's what i mean when i say a gba game it really captures that um atlas era of gba kind of like action rpgs or even like mario golf in a weird way and that i don't know this i uh, I this is gonna sound deranged. People are gonna be like, "This is a bad plant take," but like, this is what I want from a role playing game, where like I feel like I, even though this doesn't look like a traditional role playing game, I feel like I am inhabiting this person's entire life. Yeah, like it, it is. You know, like if you think of the words role playing game, you know, we have an image of like a JRPG and your whatever Cloud Strife, whatever it is, but like. In a traditional sense, role-playing is like living out the life of a person. Um, another similar example of this was Moonlighter, where you like ran yeah. a fantasy shop. 
similar idea here. And I, I love these sort of games. Yeah. And I think what this does well is both sides of the coin are great. Like the fishing and all that stuff. I have a blast while I'm doing it. And then the tapper game, I also really enjoy doing that game. There's not like, um, it's not lopsided. And I think that's that's really hard to do because what you're being asked to do is make two, in this case, kind of three great games. You're making the underwater, you know, action game. You're making the t- tapper kind of clone. And you're making a little bit of a management sim. Uh, yeah. That's kind of like the top layer. Um, and then, yeah, it's a layer in a fun story. Um, the the kind of anime action sequences that you mentioned are cinematics. They reminded me a lot of kind of elite beat agents. Oh, yeah, sure. Where, yeah, people doing really mundane things, but like being framed as like the most exciting thing imaginable. Um, and then just, yeah, constant charm. The, the I mentioned the underwater hints of an underwater civilization. There's just a lot of stuff. There's just a lot of stuff that I, I keep wanting to play another, you know, 30 minutes just to see where the hell the game is going to take me. Yeah, were you playing on Steam Deck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it might be a tiny bit small on Steam Deck. There's like a lot of very small like fish and stuff. And it does that thing we were just talking about in the first half of like having a very small protagonist in like a very big area. Um, So there were a couple moments where I struggled a little bit. It's still playable and everything like that. Um, But that was the only thing I noted. But I certainly think on like a big TV or even on Steam Deck is very playable, but I, I think it's probably more ideal on like a decent sized monitor. Um, I don't know if that's going to change long term uh, as it moves through early access, but that was yeah. just one thing I noticed. The the only other kind of like somewhat flag I would give to the game is like it, its characterizations. They're not bad. I I don't think I don't know. There, there's like a few jokes where seems like the joke is on obesity mm. but i also don't i don't know if that's actually what it's going for like i i don't know it, it, it it's dave, I mean, dave dave the main character is like a bigger guy but i didn't get the sense that they were like making a ton of cracks about it necessarily yeah there there's like a point where there, there's a few lines of like i didn't know the diver could look like this mm. but i also don't know if it's kind of like yeah, people can look different. <laughs> like, yeah. The game, the, the, it never feels mean. There are just a few points where I was waiting for, I guess like a lesser game would would go further. It would go that extra step and sure, make yeah. me cringe. And I I felt myself a little on edge at first. But that, that changed pretty rapidly just because, again, like an Elite Beat Agents, it has that kind of um, Elite Beat Agents, Fast and the Furious uh, Parks and Rec energy of like, oh, at the end of the day, all these people are nice people. Yeah. Like, even though they're all like, maybe all the characters here are not inherently good people, they at least are like people you want to be around. Yeah, there's a family vibe to it, which yeah. is a nice yeah. shift. Um, It's a delight. It, I mean, it like really has skyrocketed. It is in my top 10 list, I bet, by the end of the year, <laughs> which is, I know. Yeah, I, bad news, Plant, because you've said that, I think, about 20 different games this year. I know, I know, I know. I, well, I mean, the it's also weird because it's early access, and it doesn't feel early access at all. Yeah, I need to read more about what their plans are long-term, because you're right. Like, you compare this early access to, like, Rogue Legacy 2 early access, which was so early that it didn't really feel like a full game. And then there's kind of the middle ground of, like, I think Gloomhaven is Gloomwood? I always forget yeah. which game it is. But that that is like 
halfway fleshed out and halfway still waiting for a bunch of content. So yeah, I don't know what's going to be added, but right now we can confirm that there is enough here that you will be very satisfied. Yeah, I agree. I have I have one more thing that I thought we should probably do that you okay. did not know I was going to bring up. Uh-oh. I think because we have a little bit of time here, should we go back and talk about where we're at with the rest of these 2022 predictions? Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, we could do a quick around the horn. Uh, I think a I quick have around been, the horn. I have been keeping an eye on it, and some of them haven't been decided and some of them haven't. So yeah, just, just as that, a refresher for people that don't remember, back in probably January, when did we do this? Yeah, like I think it was our first episode of the year. Very early. Um, we, Plant and I, basically went back and forth and made some guesses about things that might happen in the coming year. And we intentionally picked things that were uh, not guaranteed. Like we tried to pick stuff that like, you know, we didn't know for sure was going to happen. Um, and it should also be mentioned, <clears throat> we directly and shamelessly stole this idea from the triple click podcast, which is very good. And you should listen to it. Um, and they did this first. So credit to them. Um, with that said, yes, I don't think the results so far are promising for either of us. That's true. But we still have the Game Awards. And that's why I wanted to talk about this now, because I feel like the Game Awards could be the big disruptor for us. You're right. There, There is a lot that is kind of hanging on the Game Awards, but there are a few that, like, I think we know pretty pretty clearly are not going to happen. So I'm going to... How about I will go through our predictions? Or do you want... Should I say mine and you can say yours? Yeah, well, yeah. why don't you... We'll do that, because I have the list in front of me as well. Okay, so. okay. So my first one is... Um, that two new virtual reality headsets will ship from either Apple, Oculus, or PlayStation by end of the year. Yeah. I <laughs> came so close. Did you? Because zero. Well, actually, oh, I guess one. I'm sorry, one. At least one. The MetaQuest yeah. Pro, so Oculus right. shipped one. Yeah. In right. PlayStation ships early next year. Next year. So you were so a little bit close. Not, not bad. Yeah. Unlike you, who just a colossal whiff. What do you mean? Your ne- what was your first one? What was my first what? Your oh, first my, prediction. Oh, first prediction, sorry. Yeah, Tom Cruise will be in Fortnite for Mission Impossible was my first prediction. And I mean, it's not my fault that the movie got delayed for the third fucking time. <laughs> like, yeah, also shortly after this, I think we both learned that Tom Cruise like doesn't appear in anything. Yeah, I'm I'm skeptical of that because that I, I actually did research into that. Uh, I think someone tweeted at us and mentioned that Tom Cruise like refuses because of whatever religious reasons or something did research. The sourcing on it was not great. And it was mostly from like the early to mid 2010s. So very skeptical. Also, there was a mummy game based on his movie, the mummy. So just saying, Um, but yeah, Tom Cruise, I can confirm will not appear in Fortnite (laughs) for mission impossible this year uh, or any other uh, Tom Cruise appearance. Next up, both of us have, I think, potential Game Awards appearances. Yeah, but I am, I, I think at this point, I'm scared. It could happen. It could happen. Yeah. You're right. Mine is a new Bioshock game is announced along with its setting. Yeah. I feel still pretty bullish that that is possible. I think, Awards. here's my guess I would not be surprised if the Bioshock game was announced and we saw just the title card at the Game Awards. Right, but uh, that title card can show its setting. It would yeah. have to be pretty explicit. It will. It will be a title card, and what? 
We need <laughs> to see like a, a picture of a city or something. It can't just be like a weird icon next to a Bioshock <laughs> logo that we might guess this the setting. I've heard so many rumors, not even rumor. I there have been so many variations of this game that have been in development that I can't even remember what like the mo- like the current thing is. Yeah. Um we'll see. Okay, mine I, I'm pretty much screwed on for the next one. Mine was a rebooted Metroid Prime Prime 4 which very publicly got uh like restarted in the middle of after several years of production. Uh, will be shown in a trailer with gameplay footage, and the trailer will announce a release date of 2023. I think there is a zero point three percent chance zero. of that happening. <laughs> there, yeah, I, I think the problem is that prediction made a ton of sense when we thought um, Breath of the Wild two was, was coming come out this year. And yeah, without that out, Nintendo's not going to show anything like that, which yeah, no. supports my next one. No new Mario platforming games are shown in 2022, aside from mobile games and expansions slash DLC. Yeah, I remember when you put that forward, and I remember thinking, eh, that feels a little bit like cheating, but you did make a good mathematical argument, which is to say, like, new Mario platforming games do come at a pretty decent clip, and it has been a surprising amount of time since Odyssey, so it was not... Totally unreasonable. Both of our guesses were honestly about the Super Mario Brothers movie. My guess was because there is Super Mario Brothers movie, they're not going to put out. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't it. think it was that. And and yours was. I, I mean, I just I just think they spaced those out a good amount. But you you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're, you're going to be right. Your, I think you're going to be right on that. Guess? We, we, I'm sorry. Do you want to say your Super Mario movie guess? Oh yeah. So my Mario movie guess was it will get under fifty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, obviously, it's not coming out this year, so it's sort of moot. Um, but I I went back and I looked, and I feel like you might have duped me because uh-huh. I looked through Illumination's Metacritic reviews or Rotten Tomatoes reviews, and there's really only one movie that is under fifty five percent, and Do you it's. Know- hop or uh, uh, over the hedge or something like that. I wonder if I was going off Metacritic. Yeah, maybe you were going off Metacritic. That seems much more likely. Well, we're going to have to do new picks for that's it. January. I, that's, that's it. I mean, you're gonna, you lost this one anyway. So it I mean, it's matter. not lost. It's just, like, I don't think we're getting negative points for the ones we got wrong. Yeah, we? well, I mean, you're getting a goose egg. That's to me is... It is a goose egg. That's yeah, true. yeah. Okay, so... Um, what was your next one? Okay, my next one is uh, that Microsoft was going to have uh, standalone streaming hardware. Yep. And that they would also have uh, the like Game Pass app for smart TVs. Okay, well, you got close. I got half. You got half of it. So do you, think, do you think I'll get like a 0. 0.5? No, no. Horseshoes oh, and hand nothing. grenades. Okay, 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 okay. I Do I think that they will reveal the hardware? I would say that there's still a chance, but it seems like it's probably much more likely that we would see that at CES or GDC. Yeah, I would be year. surprised. At this point, so Samsung had it built into their uh, new TVs. Honestly, I think they're going to just keep doing that with different TV brands. Well, they'll just like partner with different TV brands to have it built into the software. Having hardware doesn't make a ton of sense to me, but... I guess we'll find out. Um, next up for you, you have a game pass, or you have a. Uh, oh yes, yeah. so yeah. Oh, yeah, I got this one wrong. 
pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> okay, so this next one was Sony will launch a Game Pass competitor to replace PlayStation Now, which was right. I got that part right. But there's an addendum to it, which basically blows me out of the water. And one exclusive first-party title and one other AAA first-party or exclusive title. And also, one more addendum. If God of War Ragnarok comes out in 2022, it has to be on it. And basically, the whole second half of that is not true because Sony did replace PlayStation Now with a new like PlayStation Plus tier system. But they were extremely clear in indicating that we would not be seeing big... <laughs> first party <laughs> that really you should even. in fact not buy it <laughs> yeah i mean they're just they're going a completely different direction the game pass is going which is they want to keep their big first party exclusives and whatever major triple a games off of that so that they can get those sales so it's uh, essentially just a totally different strategy from game pass um i don't know that it's been tremendously successful i think if anything it's just been very confusing but um i was definitely wrong on that so yeah um next up i have disney uh will announce two video games for individual superheroes who have not had previous games yes i think I, you're wrong on this one. no I, I i'm actually right about this okay let's let's hear it oh damn <laughs> okay i should have been more clear when i made this I think you were uh, extremely clear in the language. It says Disney announces two video games focusing on individual Marvel heroes who haven't appeared in other video games. And my gut says there's been one announced. Okay, which one has been announced? There was a duo game that was announced. I think it was a Black Panther game? Yes. Yes. Okay. There you go. That's one. I mean, do you have a, another argument? I mean, there's also an Iron Man game. But Iron Man's been in video games. Quite a number of them, including his own video game, which was a VR game. <sighs> Sorry, Chris I, Plant. I, I, I think I still have a shot at this. I don't think Maybe. I, I'm down but not out is what I will say. Yeah. But, damn. It's not looking I, great. Yeah, I... Mm, I, I need EA to announce any of its other Marvel projects because <laughs> they have like what four or five of these damn things coming up and yeah. they announced they, the one that they chose to announce was Iron Man come on like you're killing me you guys I had yeah. a real shot at this I mean uh, let's see uh oh well, here we go um, the, the the Skydance game it stars uh, uh, Black Panther but it also stars other characters. Oh, interesting! From Black Panther. So, well, and, no. and how many games is it? Ah, damn. Um, yeah. Okay. So it's I, one I, game. I, I, I was still, I was still got a way to go, is what I'm hearing. Well, you've just got. You only need one more game announced. Can't like Marvel Snap count? No, Marvel Snap does not count. <laughs> Why? Because Devil Dinosaur's in it. Yeah, exactly. And I love <laughs> Devil Dinosaur and Moon Girl. Um, okay, so yeah, I, I have, I have a little ways to go. Yeah, you know, Game Awards again. My, you might pull out a little uh, hail mary pass there. Okay, how about you? Mine is a total toss up, uh, but I'm feeling decently confident. Um, so this is uh, an indie game no one has ever really heard of. I mean, that's subjective, but you know, essentially a game that we weren't all like super aware of. Uh, will be at the game. Uh, will be in the Game Awards nominees for Game of the Year 
and it can't be published by EA, Ubisoft, or Activision. So it can't be an indie game with a huge publisher associated with it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know immediately what indie game it will be, but there have been a lot of strong indie games this year. Um, I think it could be the um, cult oh, game that I'm now blanking on. It, it, this, this is a guaranteed yes. And I hate to give you credit. It's a guaranteed yes. <laughs> Vampire Survivors. Oh, yeah, of course. Vampire Survivors yes, is... Yes, yes. Maybe the game of the year in certain circles. Uh, have, it will definitely have, be a strong competitor for besties game of the year, 100%. So you're completely I, right. And I have real issues with it. And I, I still think I have never been more against and for a game at the same time. I am truly of two brains about that game. And I cannot wait to talk more about it. I, God, that game makes my brain like spiral in a trillion different directions, which is hilarious because that game has nothing to say. Um, it will be incredible so if Vampire Survivors goes up against like Elden Ring. Like that is extremely oh, amazing to me. And unquestionably, would, I, yeah. I think there's a very, 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 very real chance that that happens. Neither of those are necessarily my game of the year, but I think there's a real chance that happens. So I'm feeling pretty confident on that one. Um, Chris Plant, I think you are officially wrong on the next oh. one. Uh 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 uh. Really? Are you are you, are you ready? So I checked this the other day, and you, you were you, definitely you, it under. It depends on where you look, my friend. And we were not specific about which platform you had to look at. Oh, and give right me a now, break. right now, Sonic Frontiers on PC with one review has no. an eighty. Poor just, shit. I, maybe, Poor shit. Maybe you should be a little more careful next time. And, I'll, hey, I'll, I'll, let's, let's go with the user score. 9.0? No, we're not going with the fucking <laughs> 9, user score. 9.0, baby? 9.0, 9.0. I will give you, platforms. if you average all of the versions, I'll give you the average, even though... Really? Mm-hmm. I'm holding you to this. No, 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 you said it. You said but, it out loud. But you need to factor in how many reviews are for each version. You can't give no, no, equal no, no, no. weight it, to the it's, Xbox version it's, and the PC version. It's, it's, uh, no, 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 no. That'll take too, th- too long. We're going to do we're gonna do each version plus user scores. <laughs> um, oh. There's really not an overall page for Sonic Frontiers on Metacritic? Yeah. No, it just takes you like to one of the games. I don't I don't know how Metacritic works. It's not great. Um The one review is from WCCF Tech. On, okay. on the PC review. I mean you're getting that wrong. You, I'm sorry. There's no way I'm gonna budge. I can can you admit I got really close. You got closer than I, I thought you were gonna get. I, I should have. Th- this is my bad. I should have said a 70. I think we maybe even talked about that and you pushed me up. Yeah, I think you're right. And because a 70 would have still been like historically good for a Sonic game. Uh, I don't know. The, la- the last Sonic game to get above a 70 rush <laughs> was in 2011. What was it Colors? It was Generations. Oh, Generations. Yeah. This is a great game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the last few Sonic games, uh, we're looking at like high fifties. No, no, 60s. people like the the two D. Um, what was it? Uh, called? No, I'm talking about three D Sonic. Oh, of three D Sonic. <laughs> sure. Yeah, let's let's be yeah. honest with ourselves. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I damn. I really should. I feel like I should have won this one. I really should have. Very said close. 70%. Very close. What was um, I thinking? There was. I think. No I think we're gonna be. 
it, it's going to be down to the wire because I think right now we're sort of sitting at a one and one, right? Yeah. Are we? Do I even yeah. have one? You're going to get the Mario one, right? Yeah. The platforming Mario one. And okay. I'm going to get the indie game one, right? Okay. But there's still a couple that could uh, break the tie. I Yeah. Well, do you want to say your last one? Because you sure. didn't get that. Yeah. Yes. The last one is one second. Let me pull it up. Um, it relates to Steam Deck competitors, specifically Alienware or Razer will announce a Steam Deck competitor before September of 2022. And you want to talk about close. This came very close to being right. Because I want to say in either, I think it was late September, I want to say Razer came forward and announced that they were working on something. Mm, mm, mm. I Now I feel good about my Sonic guess. Like that you kind of tweaked it in a way where I couldn't win. Because I think yeah. we kind of did that to each other here. Yeah, so we, in this case, uh, I'm, I pulled it up. Razer Steam Deck competitor revealed, this was on September 29th, 2022. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're working with Verizon and Qual- Qualcomm to uh, make a Steam Deck competitor, but it was revealed in uh, late September. So... Rip. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll yep. take it. What? It, it, on one hand, this is humiliating because we got. Is it so though? Because right. I feel like I feel like a lot of uh, that's the whole point. It's like to pick stuff well, that like uh, we don't know for sure. On the other hand, I think it's good because we got a lot of stuff close. We did get stuff close. That's like true. a lot of it is like we got part of it right, and then we pushed each other to go a little bit further to make it a, a bit of a risk. Yeah, and that's the part that we got wrong, right? You know, yes. like. The xCloud stuff with versus PlayStation Now. We got part of that right. The, the Marvel stuff. We got a little... There's like a lot of this that we kind of got right. Yeah. Except for Tom Cruise. Yeah. yeah we really blew that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, cool. Well, I think that's the show. Do you have any, any recommendations or anything else that you've been enjoying? Mm, Binding of Isaac. I don't want to talk about that some more. People were bored of me talking about how great that game is. Me? Oh, you should pick it up though. I think you. I think it's time. Justin and Griffin are so on it now. It's not it's gonna. It's not gonna happen. And I, I feel. I feel bad. I really want it. I know. To. It's just the art stuff. The art just. Okay. Yeah. I, I can't get past it. And and that's a uh, that's a taste thing. You can't really surmise. Yeah. But as a as a gameplay game, I would love um, it. Man, super good. And and maybe I'll dig um, eugenics. We've talked about eugenics. That I think I will really be. And they both at, at their core work under the same uh, mentality. They're they're kind of inspired by Magic the Gathering, which is to say like you're building these incredible combinations that like pair together such that you kind of make these super powered characters. And um, so, yeah. I like I'm, that you keep trying to find new ways to get me in. You're like, I know that you're into Marvel Snap right now. Did I mention that Binding of Isaac is kind of like a collectible card game? I mean, like, yeah, uh, it kind I, of is. I respect sort of. the hustle. It's, yeah. it's, it's good. <laughs> um, um, stuff from me. Uh, oof, uh, I, there, there's a new uh, collection of short stories from George Saunders out oh. uh, called Liberation Day. And the first story, the, t- the titular story, is fantastic, yeah. and I recommend people read it. It's kind of it's got a little bit of sci-fi to it, um, and uh, I think people who like video games, especially, and the idea of like 
what does it mean to control characters? We'll we'll find something in there for them. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think that's I think that's my recommendation this week. Um, and getting a tattoo um, as long as you're of legal age, <laughs> you're not gonna. Get I, and my and your wife won't kill you, which my wife will, would kill me if I got that one. is true. That Get would... permission from your family members. <laughs> they would... need to be cool with it. Not be a mitzvah. Um, uh, any, anything else before we wrap? No, I think we did it. Cool. We did it. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. Uh, this has been another... Oh! I forgot to just one more time say what, what we played this week. Oh, yeah. We played Somerville, the new limbo inside type of game. We played Dave the Diver, uh, which is available in early access on Steam. Uh, you recommended, God, my brain is fried. You literally just said it. Binding of Isaac. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and I recommended George Saunders new book and, and that's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the besties or the resties, whichever show we're doing. Holy shit. You know, it's fine. I'll find a new co-host. It's not a big deal. (laughs) Your feel where it's like, you're kind of going downhill and and then like, uh uh-oh, now one foot's out from underneath. Oh, that's okay. And then the other one goes, now you're rolling down the hill and now you're, it's it's really. You've got that tattoo ink on the brain, maybe. (sighs) That's been another episode of the resties where the rest of the best discuss the best of the rest. Resties.